The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Hey up, and welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. Uh, it's the Legion United Podcast, if you didn't know. Hello, here we are again. Uh, we've got so much to talk about because we missed out uh, last week due to a friendly. So uh, Davis has gone to Bournemouth. Uh, Geisley two leads three. Blackburn one leads one. Fleetwood two leads one. Um, Christopher Clarson, more friendlies, leads two. Betis three. Uh, the Leeds women drew one one with hashtag United Women. <laughs> Um, we've just watched the Ajax under-23s um, beat Leeds under-23s, effectively, 3-1. Uh, the away kit went on sale and a couple of signings. Uh, Christopher Klaassen, I mentioned, but um, the women have signed Lauren Joyce. Um, I have to ask stats about the women next time he's coming on. And um, Terry Cooper, of course. Um, so... My name's Adonis, and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. Very good hello from me. Joining us to discuss all of this and more, um, our resident Prince of Darkness, Machiavelli, at Ewan Metcalf. All right, folks. And uh, the Youth Watch. I don't know. Have we got a nickname for you, Rob? No, I'm, I'm glad I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at Juicy Rob, uh, the nicknameless man himself evening how was everyone i'm okay marvelous Marvelous. pretty good Good. i'm feeling healthier than i have been that's good it's a good start the uh, medication is working health is wealth don't it health is wealth that's it wealth the uh most valuable thing you can have i guess um okay let's start with um apart from money money, obviously right uh Let's start with some transfers then. Uh, I'll start with you, Rob. Davis, leave Davis. He's gone to Bournemouth. Surprised by that? I am indeed, actually. Um, mm. Even with Furpo coming in, I think to only have Dallas as backup. I mean, he played Cooper there, didn't he, today, which I know we'll probably come to. But to only have Dallas as a recognised cover as left back behind Furpo did surprise me um, because I thought last year with having... You know, we had Dallas Alioski and Davis as a potential three-man rotation at left back with three options. It, especially around fixture congestion, Christmas and stuff, it works out. So I'm surprised from a club perspective. Obviously, they've got plans. Maybe Cooper joining uh, at left back because it looks like it's going to be Stroke and Lorenzi at centre half. But for Leaf himself, I'm actually quite pleased. I think it's a good good move for him as an individual, as a footballer. I'm pleased for him as a person. Um, it does disappoint me that. Um, he will potentially move full-time at the end of the season. I was hoping it would be alone and then he would come back. Mm. So, yeah. Sorry if you heard Siri going wild on my iPhone then. That's all right. Yeah. We've got um, Bezos, is it? <laughs> Listening in, um, joining the pod. Um, so, Christopher Clarsen, do we know anything about him? Norwegian goalkeeper. That's all I can I can help you with. I I haven't really seen him much. He's, he's well thought of in those parts. If you look at the Scandinavian fan base on Twitter, they always talk mm. well about players like that of that ilk. And he's been getting some good feedback from some of the Norwegian Leeds United fan groups um, with praise, saying he's he's good. But um, we've also just extended Capriel as well. So from the goalkeeper perspective, I think we're we're well covered with young goalkeepers. Let's just hope. Meslier stays fit for the whole season because if not, I, I wouldn't probably like to see Capriel or Klaassen step up in the Premier League just yet. I don't know if they'd be quite ready for that challenge. But then again, we didn't think Ilian would be ready, did we? And look what look what's happened with him. Uh, yeah, but listen, I've got a theory. I don't know anything about this Norwegian lad, but usually Norwegian people, especially goalies, I'm expecting consistency, solidity, hard work, so he'll be all right. Um, do you know what it is about these young players moving on to whether it be a loan to buy or whatever it happens I don't know the circumstances of it mm. unless you throw them in let's be frank you know you, you never know the that, that's the thing they're not they're not going to get the chain look at Smith when he came on that first game Liverpool scored in his debut you know maybe if you haven't have a different manager not given the trust to go on and, and do it saw something else in training 
that, that others maybe didn't or whatever. You know, there's, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of players you can go through the history of any club, but Leeds United particularly, that have just taken the chance that they've been given. And there seems to be a lack of ability to do that anymore. You know, I don't know whether it's... I don't know whether they get into the system very early these days compared to when I was a kid. You know, you you didn't get picked up by football teams till you were 15, 16. You know, now they've been in a system since they were eight, nine, seven, whatever years of age. Whether they've just got complacent or lack that drive to be able to go and grab that opportunity that they get given, I don't know what it is, but you think Davis was always, for me, was going to be a natural successor at left-back, and Rob is, is far more expert in these young lads coming through than I am. But what you saw of him, you kind of thought, yeah, there's a player in there, you know, given a chance to run a games, you know, you've got to play 10, 15, 20 games, haven't you, at this level to get anywhere close to, are they going to get that chance anymore? It don't look like it, does it? Um Again, these guys are experts. That you know, Bielsa, the youth, you know, the youth team managers, and so on. They must know he's going to be a decent championship player, but no more. Um, I don't know. You know, look at uh, what's the lad who plays up front, Greenwood and Geldar, and others that appear to be. You know, um, I like the guy um, Somerville. You know, I think he's got potential. He's got that little bit of nasty about him, that little bit of competitiveness that I think they need that others don't seem to necessarily have. So. Yeah, it's a shame because you'd like to see some of these young lads that have been here a long time coming through and getting their opportunity, but it just seems like it's more difficult to do in the Premier League hmm. definitely than it was when we were a championship team where people did get that chance, you know. That, the quality seems to be higher generally in the Premier Absolutely. League these days yeah. than it was, say, in the 90s when you had Kuehl and Smith and Milner. Yeah. Um, coming through. A few, uh, few messages then. Uh, see you, Nerva. Hey, up, everyone. Hey, up, see you. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, whoop, whoop, says Nora. Um, thanks for joining, everybody. Um, McAllister Bishop, looking forward to the game, lads. MOT. Um, Nora says maybe he could be Blondie. Not sure what yeah. that means. That's Rob for his nickname, isn't it? Oh, Blondie. Oh. Yeah. It'll be going back when the roots come through and I start looking like um, most of the women walking down Leeds High Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. You're going to be popular. Um, uh, Dylan says, evening lads. Nova says, they cast a wider net nowadays, I guess, so more in raw numbers. Fail to meet the grade when it comes to choosing who to continue on with. And uh, Ryan, the other the other wiggy, big wig. Yeah, the boys. All right, wiggy lad. So just on Somerville, I thought, I thought he was very impressive. He impressed me more than, say, Costa has been or Pervader. Don't start me off on this. Yeah, I think he's he's leapfrogged. I think he's leapfrogged Pervedi now, definitely. And I think if it's only because Costa's got first team experience at that level before, otherwise he's he's for me Somerville's the the next in line. We spoke about it a lot previously. He's a absolute fantastic player. He's one that I don't think should go out on loan. Um, mm. He's one of those team members that if he's not going to get a shot in and around the suspension of the first 11. He should stay with Mark Jackson, I think, in the PL2 Division 1 and develop internally in Leeds, maybe, um, for the rest of this year, I think, at least this season. Um, I don't. I, I wouldn't like to see him go out on loan um, because I don't think it would benefit him with, with where he is right now, which is impressing a lot of uh, Leeds United fans. So just quickly on transfers, have we done enough? Do we need, do we need more? Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, that's <laughs> no, fair point. I, I would, you know, I said to you the other week we, we mentioned that trust Bielsa implicitly, you know, to know what the team has got. I think some people will get better. Maybe some won't quite make the grade this year. Who've done well first year back, but I still think we need something in midfield, and I'm still not convinced. You know, and I, I, listen, without picking on individuals, because I'm not. Well, I am all about that actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Tyler Roberts, the way he's and, and and Costa, let's be let's be really honest here, and, and I'm going to not pull any punches. Everybody has an opinion about footballers, right? And it, it doesn't mean you're right or wrong. It's a, it's a game of opinions, which is brilliant. We should encourage that, but they're not making any effort, lads. You know, you can, you can things don't come off. You know, you don't quite have the, the best game you've ever had. You know, there's no excuse for not making an effort. And if you look to Robertson, um, Costa today in that first half for the. Uh, well, the 23s against Ajax. You've got to ask some questions about how are they pushing to get in the first team and how are they, you know, making a case that they should be starting every week? Because I, I aren't seeing it. Sorry. 
Mate, you're right. I think I was when when I Blackburn away, I was the people I stood round with in the preseason off the ball. I think I must have said about three or four times, "Where's Costa's movement? Where 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 was he? Like he was just uh, alien to the game. The game passed him by. He was a passenger for for the time he was on the pitch at Blackburn. And I know the large parts of the squad didn't play particularly well back then for that game. But you know, for some people just coming back and off, off international break and holidays and so on. But um, yeah, he he just looked he looked really poor, and I forgot having not been in a ground in a stadium for a long time to see him off the ball at that close up. I forgot just how lacklustre his effort levels can be, and he looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked bored. Well, that's the, you could argue that for both of them for me, and that's that's not just today. That's some of last season. And you're right, Rob. You know what? It, it's going to be a challenge for them this year because you can get away with it on telly when you're not in the, you know, people aren't watching the off the ball movement. You're not sitting that 360 degree, 180 degree sort of look across the pitch. When you do get found out, you know, I always remember people going about Rooney saying he was terrible, what, you know, he's, he's unfit and he's overweight. And if you ever watched him in live in a ground, okay, now the work rate for that man was ridiculous. Whether he looked unfit or not, his work rate off the ball was just outstanding. And we've got players like that, and they're going to stand out this year when the fans are in the ground. And you know what the fans are like? They're unforgiving. If you're not pulling your weight and you're not doing the shift, yep. it's going to be interesting to see how they go, because I'm sure it ain't just me that feels this way about Costa and, and Roberts, you know. And I hate to do it because I want we're all together and it, it, it breeds that sort of togetherness in the team and the fan base. But I've just got to say it how I see it. And, you know, if you're paying um, to go watch your football team, you, the minimum you can expect is effort and, and, and a bit of hunger and a bit of wanting it. And I just, them two, I can't see it. And, and Costa just never done it for me. Never, never been a, a player that I've, I've can, can get behind. I think one thing we can say, like after the last few weeks anyway, is that everybody's allowed an opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make you any more or less of a fan. No, <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that that makes you a big fan. It's how many away games you got, and you know, right? How much shit you um, give out on Twitter and stuff that makes you a proper fan. Yet, right? Yeah. So a bit of breaking news here. Uh, starting lineup for tonight. Ooh, a million goal ailing. Uh, I guess he's playing centre back. Um, Shackleton right back. I'm guessing. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cock will be defensive mid. Yeah. Strauch will be centre back. Dallas on the left. Uh, Clicky in the middle with Rafi. Oh, yeah. Rafi on the right. Uh, Harrison on the left. Rodrigo number 10 and Bamford number nine. What do we make of that lineup? It's probably about as good as we can put. Well, it's I know. For the, for the, isn't it? Yeah, a little mm. bit. I th you think he's trialing. He's trialing. Um, What's his name? Shackleton at right back a bit in it to, to cover for Ailing. I mean, have we got a natural sort of cover for Ailing at right back? Does that mean Lorente's not travelled then? Because he didn't figure earlier either, did he? In the first game. No, I don't think he. So he's not travelled to to Ajax at all today. He's not he's not featured today, at least either on the bench as he on in either game. So maybe Lorente's got a knock, which is not particularly good news. Well, he, he picked one up at Betis, did he? But it looked really yeah. precautionary. Out of the two players, you just probably suggested Lorente might be back quicker than Struik, but. Strook's got age on his side, aren't they, Strook? Yeah, and uh, an Ajax reject as well. But that's what I was thinking earlier today. You know, we were playing this very, very good Ajax Academy side who were playing total football, passing it around. Silky. It, it looked it looked really good. It did. And, you know, Strauch, he was a basic, basically reject from their academy, wasn't he? I'll, <laughs> we... I'll, I'll take all their rejects then, simple as... <laughs> They were impressive earlier. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? What? I said it on. I said it on the chat, didn't I? You know why? Again, it sounds like I'm. I'm allowed to have an opinion, and I'm not running down anybody at the club or scouts or any of the kind of process that goes into finding people. But why aren't we getting more Ajax players? You look at how technically gifted they are, and how they're brought up on playing proper football. You look at how Bielsa plays, which is a similar, you know, good technique. You know, very attacking. But we don't sometimes have the technicians to make it happen. Go and bloody mind, not Wigan and Chelsea, you know, Lewis Bate from Chelsea and going and getting Wigan's youth team. Go get bloody Ajaxes, because I tell you what, those in a Bielsa team, given a year or two under him, I think you would see a few breakthroughs because, you know, Strike's done it quickly enough, haven't they? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, a few people asking about Shackleton. Um, I think your question, Ewan, was 
is there a natural replacement for ailing? Um, Rob would probably say Drame, who was outstanding yeah. um, last season. But Shackleton's sort of, he's been kind of left in limbo, really, neither with the under-23s yeah. nor, nor getting game time with the first team. Yeah. But I thought he was quite impressive, especially against Blackburn, I think it was. Yeah, he was, yeah. He's had a couple of good games, actually. And you know what it is with him? him the pace and work rate of him and Rafina. That would scare the life out of a lot of people, wouldn't it? I think I think with Shackleton this year, uh, I think you've just literally flashed a comment up. But I was just about to say, I think this is he's, he's, he's either got to do it this year or he's going to be a squad player in this this squad uh, that Bielsa has put together. Because, um, like you say, he's a bit like Leif Davis in a way that he's, he's on the fringes of the first 11, makes appearances off the bench here and there, cup competitions when we get past the first round. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then he's not quite in the 23s week in, week out because he's needed for that first 11 um, bench or that rotation um, in the bigger squad. So if he doesn't put, pull through this year, and that's not through lack of effort, I think Ewan's just said it right there. He, he always looks like he gives 110% his pace. There's something about him that... Um, Bielsa likes. Maybe it's just at the minute that he's they've not quite found where his perfect position would be in this squad. So when he comes on, how does he make the best impact? Do you put him in centre mid or do you put him at right back as a replacement for Aileen? Do you have him sitting in the hole behind maybe a Phillips is, is suspended or coming off? Or where do you put him in this system? I think maybe that's a bigger question that they're yet to answer with Shackleton. Where where does he fit this squad this is 17 you know if you're lining them up with the players plus a bench where what piece does he does he pick because there's a lot more positionally gifted players that will come in and specialize in a position where Jamie Shackleton will play so for example drama at right back is a natural longer term succession than Shackleton is um but can he come in and do right back as a good job right now yeah so interesting that Furpo is missing out today as well um yeah good point any thoughts about that injury? Or we, I guess we don't really know anything until. Well, I was going to say, I've not, not heard, heard anything that he's injured, but you know, he might just be, you know, he looked like he was just getting into his stride in those last couple of games compared to the, the Blackburn game where he looked a bit out. Of, well, looked like a player was playing his first game, didn't he? But, you know, the, the Betis game, I thought he played much better. Hmm. Um, so it's a shame he can't continue that, you know, prior to the season starting. Yeah, those um, inverted yeah, nipples. Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the technical term? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, where he wasn't he wasn't running on the outside. He was yeah. sort of cutting in inside and, and I thought and running at the centre back. So I, th I thought he looked really, really good. Really yeah, good. The first, goal, the first goal against Betis, he, he had about three or four involvements, like one mm. touches and running off the you know, to get the one twos and stuff. And I thought he and he of course put the cross in for Bamford. So um it just looked like you started to see signs of the player we were expecting to to buy you. Yep. Okay, uh, a few more comments have come in then. Rick Kerr, uh, evening peeps. Evening right, Rick. Rick. Um, Shax uh, has been linked with the loan out, uh, says Rick. And he also says that Costa has the the capabilities of being something special, but he's too lazy and he gets bullied off the ball. Said it today again. Too much. Got bullied uh, off the ball by a 15-year-old today. So <laughs> well, he did, he did, against Blackburn, he did. They brought that young lad on at left back and had him on toast. He didn't, he didn't want to know. Mm. So I, I said it before, there's a footballer inside there somewhere, but it's wrapped up in a fanny, unfortunately. And it's, you know, there's, there's no... <laughs> it's too soft. He gets knocked about too much. He's not committed enough. He doesn't, he doesn't want to... He's not got no pride to want to hang on to the ball. And, and you know, just it's frustrating because... You, with him, I've said it before, being in the ground and said it, you can see there's a footballer in there, but unfortunately, we're never going to get to see that because he ain't prepared to do the work. Mm. And he, I, I can't believe Bielsa stands for it. I could never get it with Tyler Roberts, you know, that you look at this man who's principled and, and wants that. And then you've got Roberts wandering about with his, you know, sulking and not working back when he loses the ball. And you think, how does he get away with that? And of course, no offence to um, Fanny's out there. No, no, no I, 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 love a, I love a good fanny. I'm not criticising fannies at all, but, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I don't mean, you know, I'm not being derogatory about females. I mean, it, it's just a bit soft, isn't it? Soft, yeah. Um, big wig, if we are to grow and are looking at progressing, um, then Ewan is right. It's as simple as that. Sentiment goes out the window. They both need replacing Roberts and Costa. Yeah. Um, McAllister Bishop, guys, do you think Charlie Creswell will be our, will be our first choice alongside Strauch in the next few seasons? <laughs> it's probably Firstly, great header, wasn't it? Fantastic yeah. dumping header. 
he's, he's got the makings of one of the, a future centre back. A lot of people compare him to uh, young Woody, but yeah. I think he's better than that. I mean, me and Matty spoke about it on the Under Twenty Threes podcast last year. He's vocal. He's a leader. He's 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 a he's a an amazing talent for a young centre half. He's another one that I I think we say no to any loans because there'll be plenty of League One and Championship sides that wouldn't mind testing him out at, at professional level rather than and development squad level. I think we should say no to that. I think we should keep him in Mark Jackson's PL two Division One side and and really really expose him to hone in those centre half skills. But yeah, I mean. You look at the it, it's it's a position which is why we've let a couple of the other younger lads from the 23s and the 18s go or go out on loan because it's a position now where we've got an abundance of cover for it because obviously we've got Lorente, Stroik, Koch, uh, Calvin can play there if required, a Ailing can play there, Cooper, Shackleton, etc. And and now Cresswell, but um, he is being like um pushed forward, I think, that centre line to be the next the next big one in succession. So the short answer to your question is, is yes, in a few years, you could easily see him and Stroke lining up as our centre-half pairing. Um, he's still got some developing to go, but he's a natural leader, he's a great talent, and he's one that the club should do everything to keep hold of um, because he's a, a fantastically bright and intelligent footballer. Okay, um, so a little bit on pre-seasons then. Um, how much do they matter? Do they matter at all? Obviously, we haven't had the greatest set of results um, so far. How, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? How did we get on last year in the pre-seasons? I mean, not great, was it? Um, mm. It means it, it's good for fitness and for players like Furpo and you know players coming into the team. It's great. Other than that, the results don't matter. It's all about fitness. It's all about getting ready for that first day, that first game, Man United. Um, I'm not bothered. I don't take serious too seriously the results. Like I said, I do look at some of the performances and think, you know, whatever break you've had. If you look at Costa, I'm not going to keep picking. Well, I'm going to keep picking them out. But <laughs> you look at Costa, Costa and Roberts. <laughs> one of one of them's been away with Wales and, and hardly played. One of them's not been with his, with his, with his international team at all. You'd be dying to get back on that team and get involved, wouldn't you? I mean, and and you know, so I think it's good for sort of seeing who's ready for this season coming up. Um, whether it makes a difference to the selections going forward. But results don't matter. They're not important. Just enjoy them. I've enjoyed I enjoyed the Betis game. I thought it was great. Blackburn, I thought they played really well, Blackburn. They were up for it. You know, had some good young players who were keen and hungry. Um, you know, it's, it's an illness in it to just think, oh, Leeds, are, you know, we're back in the Premier League. We'll just go roll over everybody because that's not going to happen. And it's, it's unimportant. I'd much rather we do well this season than win a couple of, you know, pre-season games that nobody's going to remember in three months' time. The way I look at it, Donny, is what does it mean to Bielsa? And if you look at the squads, obviously he's trying to put an eleven together and try positional players out like Cooper at left-back earlier today. Today's the, the next game coming up in half an hour. You've got to look at that. And I think, what does the gaffer think to it? And if Bielsa was coming out post-match, pre-match, saying, you know, this is the be-all end-all, we've got to be, you know, storming over teams like this then I'd be a bit concerned. But like Ewan said, they're not. They're using this as a fitness builder, looking at building those links and relationships. Harrison and Furpo have been one, for example. Um, and you've got to kind of build pre-season fitness back up to a level where you can kickstart the season minute one against Man United. But the other thing to that is the calibre of opposition. Previously, the pre-season opposition has been quite tedious. No offence yeah. to those smaller clubs, but um, we've yeah. used, we've, we've played five type, Geisley type fixtures in a row in, in July and August. This year, we've got, you know, Betis, we've got a double Ajax, which is the first 11, and the under 23 academy, which is fantastic. You know, we've played Blackburn, you know, we've got better, so I think, a better quality of preseason friendly this year, um, which, which I think uh, matches the step up we've made to the Premier League. So, again, you've got to look at, um, at the overall context, and I, I'm not worried about the results from the preseason. Personally. It's, it's funny that you should talk about Bielsa because I, I, I saw him today in the first IELTS game and he looked quite interested in having a good result. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I'm strikes sure. me as the kind of person who, you know, if he ordered a, if, a something at Greg's or, you know, if he saw them making their pasty, you know, he'd be he'd be very involved with the with the chefs making sure that they, they get it right, you know. It's just that but he's of... not lambasting players, is he? I mean, he might do for fitness and effort levels, but he's not coming out and going, 
or you know we drew one all against Blackburn that means I've got to rotate the squad we need seven new players we need this coming the the position from the club still the same potentially another winger if the right deal comes along and another centre mid of some capacity maybe youth that that fella from O'Brien from Huddersfield or something along the lines of that or we're looking for a centre mid aren't we but a couple more in and I think he knows he's got a decent enough squad to push on top 10 again and consolidate so I'd be more worried if he was coming out post-match from these fixtures saying, it's a load of shit, lads. We're going to struggle this year. <laughs> because, but he's not, <laughs> and so I'm not. He's not that so. kind of manager, though, is he? No, yeah. no, not at all. He's not your kind of Colin Wanker type manager. It'd be interesting to know what his, his view on these pre-seasons is, wouldn't it? Like you said, the Bielsa view on it. because well, he um, doesn't talk. Because he has the trait, he has Thor Parch tweaked to his exact specifications, mm. and Ellen Road now with the new pitch getting laid. So he doesn't like to take pre like a lot of teams will take a I'm sure the club would commercially like to take us on tour because of the massive overseas fan base that we've got. COVID sure. standard, we'd get we'd fill stadiums, we'd be able to go like we did when we went to Australia and take thousands to Australia. And yeah, yeah. we're a commercial powerhouse, aren't we? And I think the fact that Bielsa can put his foot down to the club and say sodgy commercial activity. We're doing a pre-season locally within and around yeah. Yorkshire, potentially over to Duckworth and to Loughborough, didn't we, University? And yeah. Ajax is the furthest we've gone for a double header with them. You know, it's it's like he wants to keep it close-knit. He wants to keep it accessible so that the day-to-day -day aspects of pre-season training yeah. don't get interrupted by flashy friendlies that really mean nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I like that. I tell yeah, you what, no. if, it, if it turns Cooper into a left back, he is a genius. The build a statue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He started quite well there. He put in a fantastic cross. I um, think it was to Roberts. Um, he just strikes just me. Just let a good left back go to Bournemouth. We don't need Cooper a left back. I know. It strikes me as an out and out centre half Cooper. Everything about him is the way his gait, the way he carries himself, his build. Everything says centre half to me, not left back. But. I didn't think Stuart Dallas would end up being a centre midfielder, so what do I know? Yeah. Well, Dallas is a left back tonight. Yeah, well, he can play. I anyway. never would have thought that. I was just looking on the uh, club's announcement tweet and, and everybody was saying, you know, this is 2015 now, six years ago, and everybody was saying, because it was today, I think, and um, they were saying, yeah, we got a wigger, we got a wigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> left no. Fast forward. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The new away kit someone's put in the in the chat. I've noticed Lil Don. Thoughts on the new away kit? Um, so at first I had a bad reaction to it, but it's grown on me. It has grown on me. You did have um, a very bad reaction to it, actually. I seem to remember. Yeah, I was quite surprised. It's usually my job that. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I don't like is the home kit. I like all the other kits this year. I don't. I mean, we we yet to see. I know Ewan's head's going to explode when the lilac monstrosity <laughs> comes out. We yeah. get to see that one. But yeah. the other kits, I, the, I don't like the home kit. I love the I love the home keepers kit. I love, I, that was the first one I ordered. I got the the kit, the home keepers kit. I think that's really nice. I like the training kits. I like the only one I don't like is the white home kit this year. It's a bit not for me. I, I actually, apart from the lilac thing, I, I, the yellow, the the home kit's grown on me a little bit. I've been seeing them playing it, <clears throat> and that blue, the electric blue sort of camouflage. I was going to wear me. I've got a Ralph Lauren version of that, so it might be. Pretty, <laughs> I think I wore it on the podcast, so maybe they're just watching me and stealing all my ideas. If they come out with a black one with a little CP company badge on it, we know what they're doing. But yeah, do you know what? I think this is the thing about having been. I've been the elder statesman of the group, right? Nobody gave a shit about kits years ago. We've had some fantastic kits. Nobody talked about it. There was no social media <laughs> loving it or hating it either way. They just brought a kit out and you either bought it or you didn't, but nobody cared. It's like maybe I think that I think there was there was less controversy in kits back then. You know what I mean? Definitely. It was like a pretty simple job to do. But um nobody cared. They brought a kit out, people bought it, people didn't. You got on with the season. Kits were a real irrelevance, you know, and everything's under the microscope in it now with social media and the way football has become this global entity. So don't worry about it, lads. Don't sweat it. And when I when I have a proper, you know, aneurysm about the, the lilac thing, I'll remind you of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on here, me and Donnie, saying, just don't sweat it, mate. Yeah, Kids were never a thing. Don't set fire to it in your back garden and stamp <laughs> it out. And you know, I have become less... Um, yeah, less caring about it so much. You know, I I, I kind of had this thought like, you know what? If you want if you want a blue and yellow kit, 
you can just go buy the retro one or like one of the retro ones, you know? Um, so yeah, I have I saw, had I saw a the, bit of a I change the, of that. Yeah, I saw the Packard Bell. I remember the I was Michael Bridges is the player I was thinking of it. The Packard Bell, light blue yeah. with the dark blue stripe across Very it. Very nice. That's oh, what a, what a lovely kit. And it does, I think it yeah. does make you, especially as again an elder statesman, look back at nostalgically at kits we've had that were absolutely superb. Um <laughs> You mean you're not going to look back with fondness at the League One Macron? Probably. Some great kids there, weren't they? Oh, geez, that glow-in-the-dark one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Macron, funnily enough, have you seen the Castellon third kit where Pablo's gone to play? Yes. The old black. So it's not a Macron illness. It's somebody at Leeds United that's getting it super wrong. Because, like I say, I mean... Adidas have been a massive disappointment to me. That's just my own opinion that they came in and you thought brilliant and then forgot that they've got to put stripes on everything. Um, you look at some of the kits that you know Macron are doing, Puma are doing, other other producers are doing, um, other manufacturers. It's bit of a bit, been a bit of a damp squib with Adidas so far, aren't it? But you know, like I said, the, blue, the the green and blue one last year was gorgeous. I think that blue one, the second kit or third kit, or second kit is really nice kit. Um, just, yeah, they've been a not, financial success, haven't they? And I think that's what that we yeah, spoke about last, last week. They just what was it last week or the week before the the the, the pink yeah. kit from the centenary year, the the, the lilac coloured one. That was one of the biggest selling kits, wasn't it? And the, even if you believe the statement and from Angus last week, the the home kit for this year has broken the records from last year in terms of sales. So I agree with you. I think Adidas have been a slight disappointment as a commercial partner for the for the quality and the design of the kits, but. Um, they're doing something right because they're selling in numbers, but I think that's the Leeds United brand that's carrying that, not necessarily the quality of the kit or the design of the kit. I, 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 listen, I know I'm a big Adidas fan. You know, most of my trainers on it. There's, there's, there's no question that because it's Adidas, lots of people will buy it as well. Yeah, no yeah, question. True. Okay, a uh, few comments here. Then um, I thought Chris Moore was class as Dylan. Uh, Rick, uh, we always start strong in the league. Bring the scummers on with the fans there. Amazing. I don't think we talked about that, but what an opening fixture that is. Jesus. Absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> Especially if we win. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, wouldn't have hurt to put some yellow on that blue and white, um, says Nora. I didn't like it. First, I, wonder where she, I wonder where she got that from. It's warm, it's warm on me. You, you bloody brainwashed that poor girl. <laughs> I have, I have. <laughs> um, more from Nora. I'm just here for Ewan's kit rant. Uh, Jive91, hi, Cuckoos. Hello. Uh, Cuckoo. Hope you're well. Does it piss you lads off that Villa tried to sign players we're always looking at? Uh, no. no, not really. No. They're spending wisely, though. And the only thing that I've made me laugh today is the delusion that some Villa fans think that the Grealish money is on top of what they've already spent. I I don't see that. I think they've already yeah. been spending some of that money. Uh, and, and spending it well. They've yeah. They've made some good signings, actually. Uh, yeah. Bailey's exciting. I, I think Bailey will do to Villa what Sam Maxim did to um, Newcastle. He'll be like the marquee showboater, the kind of connection to the fans with the social media and all that. I think he's he's definitely going to be their flair player, isn't he? But they've got they've used the money well. But I I I don't think much of if Grealish to to City does go through, which it looks like it's going to. I don't think there'll be another hundred million pounds worth of spend. Maybe another twenty thirty million. They're on about James Ward Prowse, aren't they? Which would be another <laughs> another good back. addition. Bringing back memories of where did the Chris Wood money go? Yeah, exactly. Where did any of the money go in their mirrors? Donnie, that's the thing. Well, we know where it went. Um, Biggles White, Donnie's shirt now looks like what Leeds should be. Um, so for those people listening, where did my pie tax money go actually? Podcast, it was. I'm wearing a 1950s style uh retro. Shirt, Ritko, would love to see a full yellow kit from a few seasons ago for Adidas material. I think, you know, I think a lot of these things will come. Yellow kit Eventually, five-year deal, is it, with Adidas? Yeah. 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 yeah that so... concept kit that you shared, Donny, though, was lovely. You shared it on the Adelites at Twitter. Just a quick promo for your Adelites account there. But um, you did share a concept kit, which looked absolutely stunning. I, do you know what? I think I'm up to, like, 60,000 tweets. So I've no, I've got no idea how many tweets I've put out, but I've definitely shared a few um, concept kits. But I always share the ones with the traditional colors <laughs> for some reason. Um, 
Biggles White sales equals cash. Is that Bamford sat on the bottom of the screen? Someone's saying that you look like Bamford. Oh, Rob. really? Me? Jive. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Fucking not me. I'd say that as a compliment. <laughs> um, Dylan, any Ajax team news? Yeah, we had it up before. Um, and now I've put it away again. So. <laughs> it's, not, it's not coming back. <laughs> what was it? Melier, uh, Shackleton, Shackleton Stroke, Dallas, Cock, Click, um, Rodrigo, Rafinha, yeah. Harrison, and Bamford. There you go. Yeah. Well uh, McAllister there. Bishop on the shirt, guys. I really hope the lilac one is a hoax. Please, can we have a lovely yellow one? The third kit. Okay, I think that's enough kit. Um, God on that, yeah, please. This is, despite the 1950s-style shirt I'm wearing, um, this is way before my time. So Terry Cooper, before your time as well, I think, Ewan. I knew you were going to... Yeah, it is definitely before my time, yeah. <laughs> I didn't Just see, that, Terry, I didn't see Terry Cooper's boots or anything like that, no. <laughs> I wish I had, though, yeah. He's someone I don't know too much about, to be honest. I know he played left-back. Um, white boots, white boots. White boots, yeah. yeah. Um, 250 appearances for Leeds. Yeah. Um, this is 1962 to 75, so that really was the, the glory years. Um, so, yeah, just a, an, another another one to say goodbye to when we play Everton. And another name to, to add to the to the mural or what, whatever is going to happen. Yeah, I, again, it's before my time, but clips I've seen of him and people he talks from that ill, you know, that generation say he was just absolute quality, you know, gentleman off the pitch, competitor on it, um, classy, classy left fullback, um, could do could do anything. And I think he was, I don't know, that this isn't from anybody who spoke to me, but I think he was on the cusp of like the England team or was in and out of like the England team on the fringes of at a time where they had some very good players in that position. So again, the, the, the main sentiment is just a really sad, another sad loss. And I guess we're getting to that age now where that generation of players, you know, we are going to start seeing more and more of them pass and it's really sad, but, you know, just got to be thankful for what they left. I think that, that generation of players created, I know we've had some ups and downs in between, but created the Leeds United we all know and love when they're at their best. You know that um, they were the players that set the standard and, and still do set the standard for anybody coming into the club. So, got to be thankful and grateful for having witnessed such great players play and the culture that they've created at Leeds. You know of that winning mentality and never say die attitude comes from that that team and is inspired by that team. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, it, it is it is that time, isn't it? It's it's just unfortunate. I think the thing about that squad was that before then it was really only you know John Charles um, and <laughs> yeah you know Jack Charlton came came into the first team as well during that time and and but but really it was Revy that put us on the map and and kind of made Leeds United what it what it is today which is you know a huge club with a with a massive history so um I can and I can you know I, I, all I can say is I just imagine me in 40 50 years you know and and then we'd be we'd be having the equivalent of you know the the um Woodgates and and Radabies and people like that and and I just think that that's how that's how that group of fans from that era must must feel. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely devastating. Um, a few images then from Ajax. Here we go. So devastated, couldn't go. Been Look at this. Hey. Amazing. I mean, what a stadium. I, I, I lived in, in Amsterdam for about six, seven months. Um, I think, you know, John Lennon was... John Lennon was like he went to San Francisco, didn't he? When his marriage was, but he called it the lost weekend. He was eighteen months where he couldn't remember much of it. That's a bit like my experience of Amsterdam. I was going to say that's everybody's been there. <laughs> They've got an insane fan base. I sat with the Ajax fans when they played Barcelona in the Champions League in a group game years ago. Uh, I, I was living just outside Barcelona at the time, and their fans are absolutely insane. Really nice people, but 
bonkers on a different level, certain section of that fan base. And um, great group of people to have a few beers with. Um, uh, yeah, they are. it would have been a good away day, that, if things were in a bit more normal times. Yeah, there's this thing that happens in Europe where you march to the ground, um, yeah, yeah. especially for really big games. Um, so here, uh, I took part in it. So I, I live in Vienna, if you didn't know. Um, and um, support Rapid Vienna, uh, just because I met a few lads here from their ultras and started going with them. And it's insane, in, insane. You you march to the ground, and um, they do it. They do it for their um, Austria Wien, which is the the in city rivals. You know, it's a bit weird with Leeds because you don't you don't have we don't have that other team. You know, but it's you know like in Manchester with Scum and um, City or whatever. So it's the same thing here, and they go absolutely bonkers. And you you can't you can't wear a shirt or. You, you know what I mean? You you will definitely get beaten up on the way. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely insane. Um, the ultras, they have um, those flares and it's just, there's so many police around and it it's really, um, it's kind of a shame that there's not something a bit more formal like that um, in Leeds, but you've seen where it's come in and it doesn't really fit. Like Crystal Palace sticks out like a, a sore thumb where they've got ultras there banging the drum and singing the whole time. It just, it's not really in the English way. Well, they, they sort of copied off us, didn't they, all them years back. You know, if you go to like Italy and Rome and places like that, they've got like scooter yeah. shop, scooter shops and <laughs> parker jackets and like mod wear mod gear. And, you know, you, they've copied a lot of sort of subcultures and the, the football kind of culture from us. We yeah. don't need to be copying that from Europe, believe me, because it just looks no. like you say, it looks so wrong. Um, but I've been to Amsterdam, you know, I've been to Ajax, watched a game, and it is, it's bonkers, and it's a great atmosphere, and uh, I think it's Lloyd Cole, in it is the lyrics to, um, I can't remember, is it, uh, I can't remember the song now, but yeah, it took a lost weekend in a hotel in Amsterdam, we've all been there, and it's an uh, amazing city, it'd have been great to go out there for the, the pre-season as well, in the sunshine, yeah, probably would have regretted it now, um, well, <laughs> certainly, certainly tomorrow morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd be stumbling to the ground, navigating it with one eye. Well, yeah, one eye would be good. It'd be advantageous to the last time I was in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, a few more comments then. On the shirt, I really hope the lilac one is a hoax. Oh, I already said that. So, uh, Ricka, I think you all look like someone out of Benidorm. Excellent. I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm the Johnny Vegas. <laughs> Am I Madge? Am I the, the old drinker? Yeah, you're Madge. Yeah, you need to get on a mobility scooter, especially, uh, after, you're, especially after you're running up the stairs. I was going to say, I'm about as fit as Madge these days. I just yeah, nearly yeah. had a stroke climbing upstairs. <laughs> um, uh, Emma Oliver, what about Perveda? I really like him. Has he featured in any preseason? Yeah. Not, today, not particularly. Yeah. Um, Impressive to performances to me. Um, he's obviously a player with a lot of potential, loads of you know, bag full of full of tricks, but not that much end product. I don't remember seeing so many goals or assists. Even um, in the twenty threes last year, when he dropped down, he, he didn't set the world alight. You had people that were in the twenty threes, like your Gellars, your Greenwoods, Somerville. Somerville being the main one because it's a direct positional player that plays in the same role as him that, that outperformed him in terms of game on game. So, I think this is a big year for Pavetta. If he's if he's not on the fringe of the first eleven, if he drops down to PL two Division one, he's really got to put a shift in because otherwise he might get loaned out um, come come Christmas time. He's, he's got to start to prove, like Donny just said there that there's an end product to his trickery and his running because otherwise his head's down and he's just up and down the wing. But, you know, we just, we're not paying him to run about. Oh, we're paying him to run about and deliver something that contributes to the team. He's very lightweight, isn't he? He's another one yeah. a bit like Costa, too lightweight for he me. He tried you know? to bulk up, didn't he, this summer? If you look, he's, he's he has tacked on some muscle mass, but he, like you say, he gets shoved off the ball too easy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Tons of ability. Um, yeah. Seems like a really nice guy as well. Always got a smile on his face, um, yeah. which is obviously good for morale and a whole bunch of other things and yeah you, you feel i do feel some um something for him you know <laughs> like i really hope he succeeds i really hope he does it um you, you saw you've seen the number of players we've had doubts about you know um 
even Phillips before, uh, Bielsa and, and Bamford. So there are players that have improved no no end. And it's just about some some of those players who have their potential but haven't shown it yet. Um, if they can step up and they've got every chance, you know. I think the, the improvement with players like that was so rapid, you know, it was so quick and it was almost an immediate improvement. And the problem I've got with, I've mentioned... I'm not going to mention their names again, but two players tonight, but Pavedi could probably put in that group as well, who've kind of been there now long enough to start seeing some improvement. And again, not 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 seeing it in the in the kind of um, you know the, the not seeing it in the kind of terms that I would expect. Yeah, I felt like Harrison was one of those that didn't switch it on overnight. Absolutely, yep. um, slow burner. It, yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it was a slow builder, wasn't he? I remember there was one point, and end product was his problem as well. Like he always seemed to be able to, you know, go around uh, a player or two yeah. when he felt confident or when you could notice that confidence about him. Um, but but then all of a sudden, you know, it would be one fantastic cross or or one great shot, and last season was a real breakout and that's the kind of thing that you're talking about isn't it Rob? But you could like, you can yeah. you can forgive yeah. you, the yeah, thing with right. harrison is his work it's like i've just said if you know you, you've all played football you've played football i've played it at a decent level if you if things sometimes you just go on a pitch and things don't come off yeah. you can try as much as you want you can try even harder and it gets worse the yeah. one thing he, the one thing harrison's got in his locker is he works his bollocks off his work rate's ridiculous he, you know whoever's playing at left back has got a great mate in Harrison because you can guarantee if they get beat, he'll be the one that covers. He'll be the one that works to get back and help out, you know. And, and you can forgive him for not having a great game sometimes, or he's touching quite at it. And he touches usually, and he's got pillow feet, and he's unbelievable. But and that's where they have the problems with the other ones because when it's not coming off, there isn't that right. I'm just going to get my head down, I'm going to work my bollocks off and win the game for the team. And that's he, the issue with Pavetta, I think, because he yeah. drops down to the 23s and you, you'd think that was his time to say, actually, I'm maybe I'm not quite ready, ready for that squad, but I'm too good for this squad. And he yeah. had a real opportunity last season in multiple games to drop to the 23s and run the show, pull the strings, dance dance around defenders, have that whip that final ball in, you know, set up um, Greenwood or Gelhart or whoever's playing up front with him um, or along the other side of the wings. And he just didn't do it. So it's not a case of... You know, oh, we've seen him in glimpses, and he's 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 fleeting, and maybe he's he's not getting the chance, so he's not having the opportunity. I think he has been given opportunities, and I think um, as of yet, I agree with Donny. We want him to succeed. I think he will. He's got the talent in abundance. He's just got to work on some end product, and that comes down to a little bit of effort, um, which I think pulls all the points together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Emma Oliver, Villa just signed Danny Ings, have they? Wow. <laughs> If really? that's true, if it's that's true, they've spent the money wiser. <laughs> yeah, they have, have, they, have they? Have they, Jeff? Have they? I don't know what's yeah. going on. We need to be more aggressive in the market. Uh, Barney, Barney says, "Yeah, Barney meant to be with us today, but um, he couldn't be, unfortunately. So hopefully he'll be back soon." Um, he says, "I feel sorry for Eddie. He needs to be looked after." Yep, Eddie Gray, wrap him in cotton wool. Um, uh, um, don't feel sorry for Eddie. He's, he's fitter than everybody, Eddie Gray, mate. I've played <laughs> golf with him once and I've seen him running out around Weatherby and stuff. He's, uh, he's fit as a lot as Eddie. He'll be here longer than me, mate. Don't worry about it. Like I said, based on today's performance before we came on the live stream, I couldn't even get upstairs without gasping. I think he's <laughs> fitter than say, me. <laughs> <laughs> Rob has been running up and down four sets of stairs. Uh, Biggles White on clips. TC just glided so fast on the pitch even though uh, pitches were like ploughed fields. Um, so that's about uh, Terry Cooper. Um, Amit, Villa have just signed Danny Ying. So seems like that's confirmed then. Um, Can I ask you boys a question with that? I, I I, mean, not that it's a Villa podcast or a Man City podcast, but I think getting Bailey, Ings and Buendia is not a bad return for Grealish, to be honest. I think Villa can come out of this with a bit of pride. They've made, They've invested that money wisely. Let's yeah. talk about Ward Prowse. And I'd, love it. I'd love him at Leeds. I'd love Ward Prowse. Well. Leeds. Yeah. See, if they get like... those five. So if they're adding Ward Prowse, let's say they don't. Let's say they add one of those two. Let's say they add Ward right. Prowse over Campwell. I still think that's a fantastic return for Grealish. Those four players will, will enhance Villa something chronic. And that, that's, they, what you have to, will... that's what you have to do. That's the model, yeah. isn't it? You know, you've got you to sell your talent. You've got to reinvest yeah, it in. It's so after like that. You know, if let's. We could. I'm not going to even mention it, but you look at Rafinha. You know, if we, if if in a year's time or two years' time, somebody comes in with silly money for Rafinha, and you can buy four or five quality players, 
You know, the, the, the problem you've got is Tottenham have done it over the years. And there's plenty of teams who've done it. They've sold the Wasted players. the money. Absolutely dick the money. You know, you look at the players they bought. I mean, I think Bale's the one in it. If you look at Tottenham selling Bale, yeah. you look at the players that they brought in. Absolutely. Horrific. I've got a stat I mean, for you about that. There was yeah. Gareth, Gareth Bale has played for Spurs and scored more recently more. than the five players they bought in to replace they, him. They, <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> there you he go. came in and have gone, and he's been he's been away for all those years at Madrid. Come back in on loan and played and scored. So like you, you and just said there, the the wasted that money on him. No, yeah, it's wasted. Good. You've got to be. And you look at them signings. You know, you don't know what's going to happen when a player comes in. How they're going to perform. But you can pretty much guarantee Ward, Prowse, Ings. Don't know about Buendia too much. Um, it was either one. I don't know too much about the other lad, Bailey. Leon either, Bailey from Leverkusen. Yeah, there's two players there out of four that you can probably guarantee are going to come into your team and give you give you something. Um, you know, the, the Bale, I don't think it was one player who gave him came and gave yeah. him anything, you know. So you've got to invest the money wisely. I'd rather we do what we're doing now to answer a question you asked earlier, Donny. Are we doing enough in the transfer market? I'd rather we get the right players at the right time than just go yes. and throw, throw money. Any old player that ends up sat on the bench or never plays or isn't good enough to be there, simple as. Yeah, I mean, Scum is the great example, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. they? You know, they they got rid of um, Red Nurse and <laughs> never been able to replace him. And <laughs> the, the amount of money they've spent on trash. <laughs> Arsenal as well, you know. Arsenal yeah, invested oh, greatly. God, Arsenal, Arsenal invest poorly. Liverpool do well with their investment, but um, Arsenal they've got... getting rid of Martinez. They had him. They had him. <laughs> Chelsea, another one, um, throwing bad money after after good. The um, difference is with Chelsea and City, they can afford to throw the bad money away. Arsenal, yeah. Liverpool, and Man United with their owners don't, you know, maybe can't as much, but they still keep doing it and they throw bad money after bad money, like you say. I think but Villa have done well there. I, I, if I was a Villa fan, I yeah, would be. Pleased. I'd be happy yeah. with that return for what you've said. Apart, apart, yeah. apart from living in Birmingham, but yeah, that's another yeah. story. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be I'm happy with myself. It's like running a business, isn't it? You know, like you said about Ferguson, like Ferguson, Bielsa. If you've got the right man at the top, if you've got a great leader, then ultimately you will bring the young players through and they'll get better. You will develop players and they'll get better. You can bring in that one or two, three a season and, and improve the team and, and finish slightly higher or, or aim for better. You know, if you haven't got that right man at the top, it doesn't matter how much money you throw back. It's never going to work, is it? So, I mean, as I say, the most important signing for us at the moment every season is Bielsa. So, um, let's hope we get that one sorted out. And he, he'll, I'm sure he'll do amazing things with whatever he's got to work with. Yeah, I mean, Angus has said himself, Leicester are the model, aren't they? Um, and yeah. if you look at the players that they sold, Kante, for example, <laughs> probably one of the best players in the world and certainly a candidate for... Um, for the Ballon d'Or after winning the Champions League and, and yeah, doing so well with, with France, winning the World Cup a few seasons ago. He, he's just such an incredible player. But what they did with that money, you know, they got Ndide and Fofana. And, Thielemans, and, great player. Yeah. Yeah. And even before yeah, like that, with, with Mares, they got him for hardly anything, didn't they? And then they made a huge profit out of him and then invested again and, I think that's the model that we have to we have to look at and, and yeah. follow. We, um, we but, were never going to come yeah. in this year and spend another hundred million. We we no, just no. weren't going to do that. I mean, commercial revenue was down because of COVID. Fans weren't in the stadium. But even if we'd have had a packed house at Ellen Road, like you've said, the the business model, which we might not all agree with, because it's down to the football, and we all primarily want the sport of football to be the winner. But to sustain that, the business model has to be what they're doing, which is prioritizing remaining in the Premier League expanding Ellen Road because we've got thousands of fans going loopy on social media each week that they can't get tickets for this, that and the other. So, you know, we need to we need to invest in that side so that we can appease the commercial revenue in order to invest it. We spent 100 million last year, which I think was wisely invested. I'd say arguably the only mm, signing we've made of the Bielsa era, which has cost us a lot of money, is Costa. The rest have been, I think, quite shrewd business signings. Um, Rodrigo needs to obviously increase his output as well to, to repay some of the money we spent on him but we've invested wisely and we weren't going to go and spend another 100 million this year so um, Firpo's in let's get a centre mid another winger if we can with some smart business and push on this year and then the big marquee signings might come in the future when we consolidate but we were, I think any fan that thinks we were just going to go and 
maybe people i think i just saw a comment there i don't want to call people out but i, just, I think i saw a comment someone saying why aren't we showing the same ambition as villa to sell to to, to do what villa have done we would need sell to the sell player for a good i was going to say we're going to need to sell rafinha or phillips and i don't want yeah. to sell rafinha or phillips i'd no. like to keep them and yeah. invest wisely i think villa have made some great replacement signings for grealish but they've been spending the grealish money they've not just got this extra money so i don't think it's that leeds aren't showing the ambition i think it's um a case that Villa had an extra year of Premier League money and they've just sold a player for 100 million quid. So, Yeah, and Bielsa's philosophy is is to improve players when yeah. he can and if he can, not just trying to buy something. That's why he never went to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Um, okay, wrap it up then with a few comments then I'm going to ask you for your predictions for tonight. Um, Emma Oliver, a bit harsh to be critical of Paveda when he's hardly getting a look in. Fair enough point. Sometimes you do need a good run of games don't you um james Dirt, we're going down if we don't sign some players um again everybody's allowed their opinion that's what i've discovered the last few weeks um doesn't make you any more or less of a fan uh nova they did it right by uh buying before selling yep <laughs> that's always the best isn't it um replace who you want to to sell and and do it sustainably and then you, you if you can't sell them then then you, you're still in an okay position ls14 tony Evening, lads and lasses from a Leeds lad in Germany. A up. I bought my first Silk Legion United scarf from Terry Cooper in his shop on the way oh, to yeah. Ellen Road back in the day. My claim to fame, all Leeds, aren't we? Brilliant. Got about that. He did have a shop, did he? A sports shop. Um, yeah, brilliant. McAllister um, Bishop does the three pound ninety nine for the match go towards Costa's wages. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jive91, is it true Bielsa was looking for a house? If it's true, surely he's going to sign a two or three year deal. I've heard, that, I've heard that rumour in Leeds, it's knocking about that he's been house hunting and so on, his wife's been over this summer and so on, and that's definitely the case. They went to Edinburgh and then I think they were in Leeds and, and apparently, but like I say, it's just it's tedious, isn't it? I mean, like, I was remember going to the first game of the season when you were back in the day in like the late eighties, early nineties. There'd be a player you didn't know, and everybody'd be like, "Who's he?" <laughs> there'd be like one kid, it'd probably the stats of the eighties or nineties, and turn up and go, "Oh, it's uh, John Pemberton. We got him from Sheffield United. He played in the game that we won the league." Oh, fucking hell! Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so much analysis and kind of spotlight on everything that happens. The kit, who we're bringing in, players. I mean, that gentleman there, you know. I don't, I don't, you don't truly think we're going to go down if we don't sign any players, do you? But you know, again, I'm happy that you've got an opinion and you're allowed to share it. That's what this is all about. But yeah, there's so much analysis on everything these days that, like I say, back in the day, we'd sign pretty decent players and nobody knew they'd been signed until they locked up on the pitch when you turned up for the first game of the season. Or, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, what I'd say about that is I have doubted players and I've doubted Bielsa. Um, and that's, you do that because you worry. Yes, um, because it's as anxiety. Fan, it's anxiety. It is, yeah. 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 Um, and and it, he's proved me wrong. <laughs> and most of the players have proved me wrong as well. So, um, yeah, I do have anxiety, uh, uh, as Ewan said, but uh, I don't think we're going down. Okay. Um, I'll put you on the spot then, uh, Ewan. Score. Score. Oh Jesus! I haven't seen the Ajax lineup, and obviously I'm an expert on Ajax, so you know right. I'd love to, love to see their lineup. I'm going to go for two all. Okay. Score draw. Um, yeah. Rob, I think we'll lose two one. I think okay. it's an experimental lineup. I don't think there's any. Sh I think the performance will be there, but I just don't think we'll quite live up to it. Oh, okay. There they are, the boys. It's from Leeds United Twitter. Okay, um, so if you want to uh, write your scores quickly in the comments and we'll say our goodbyes. That training kit's lovely, by the way. Yeah, it's nice, yeah, isn't it? like it? Yeah, it's very wasp, very waspish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely got something about it. Yeah, uh, it's cool, it's cool, I like it. Bold. Okay. You just, so, call me bo just call me bald then. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Not inaccurate. <laughs> Aerodynamic, mate. Aerodynamic. <laughs> I, could, I could grow hair if I really wanted to. I just don't. I not to. <laughs> uh, how are you at swimming? Me? Yeah, you've oh, got like, the head like, for it. Like, like Duncan Streamlined. Goodman. Quick. Yeah. Quick, yeah. 
I've got, right, the I've got the flotation device to go with it, though, as well. I'm bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there will be no uh, match review for this because just a friendly. Um, but we will see you next week, I'm guessing. Um, yep. And there's another game next week. I don't know if it is. No, it's on the 7th, isn't it? Saturday. Is that Villarreal? Uh, Villarreal, yes. Um, so we'll uh, bring you... Yeah, close to us, that one, it? Is it? Our thoughts uh, on that one. Yeah, well, there'll be some highlights at least, won't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Um, so Hopefully. Thank, thank you very much for all our supporters in the chat. Um, sorry we've been away for so long, um, but we'll be back at it. And we're just getting a... We're not having a great preseason either. But no, we're just warming up. It's all warming about it. It's all about fitness. It's all about, you know, working together again. It's all about, you know, bringing, <laughs> bringing the new guys in. It's, it's not about the results. It's not about the output. It's, uh, yeah, we, we have been a, we've been a bit of a shambles, haven't we? <laughs> One way or another. I'm going on all day a lot in August, so you won't see much of me, but that's probably a good thing. Um, can I just say something as well? I went to watch the 100 on... Uh, I went to take my kids to watch the 100 cricket. I know it's a completely different sport, but we're very diverse here at the, the Roaring Peacocks, aren't we? Um, absolutely brilliant, you know. What a great day out. So if you've got young children and they want to get into sport and you're sick of the bloody microscope of football all the time and how bloody antagonistic it is. Go watch the 100 with your family. It's bloody ace. We had a right laugh. The dads, dads can all have a pint and get a bit of fish and chips. The kids are all sat eating sweets, getting sugared up, and my kids chanting, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. <laughs> with all piss heads. They were high-fiving all piss heads on way out. It was brilliant. Um, it's a great day out. It's really good, so... I'm not a massive cricket fan. My dad's huge. He's, he scores at Yorkshire, my old man, and uh, he's a massive traditional cricket fan, but he loved watching his grandkids get excited about cricket. He's bringing in a whole new um, group of fans to the game and stuff. So, yeah, can I highly recommend... Uh, it's like you is watching it. You is weak. What's been you been doing this week? Um, get to the 100, man. It's bloody brilliant. And we're playing Manchester on the 12th of August, the Old, old Trafford Originals, I think they're called. Um, oh, that's a proper warm-up for the 14th, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. So the hundred—that's Ewan's thing that he's been doing this week. Rob, have you got one very quickly? No, mate. No, <laughs> nothing exciting. Nothing exciting no. in my life going on. I'm going to the cricket at Edinley at the end of the month, uh, Bank Holiday oh, weekend. Yeah. We've That's got a test match, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to tickets for one day, but no, um, nothing exciting happened since I last saw you all. I've been obsessing over Twitter and microscopically analysing everything. <laughs> right? Yeah, Barney's been doing that. Uh, with some success as well this week, I noticed. Um, yeah, he's uh, plunged it, plunged it right in there, and he put his foot in, put both yep. feet in actually, <laughs> yeah, and, into the deep end. Yeah, um, yeah. And my recommendation is uh, true crime podcasts. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so I've been listening to the serial, and the one I've been listening to now is in the dark. It's a bit like it's this called podcast. in the dark. I think a bit like this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very in the dark. Um, We've been doing Olympics, in the dark. Actually, last... it should be it'd be worthwhile mentioning oh, the Olympics. Yeah. I, I've got a mini claim to fame. Uh, okay. Jess Leamonth, who did well in the uh, triathlon event and the mixed triathlon, medaled, I think, didn't they, in the mixed triathlon? Um, that uh, I know her sister. She's a massive Legion United fan, so if she's listening, Tory. Hello. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, and Yorkshire itself as a county, we've we've we'd be something like ninth or tenth on the medal table. I think. Oh, it's the same. Leeds is about tenth, I think. I think Yorkshire is about six, seven. I remember there was one Olympics. Was it the? It might have been the London Olympics where Yorkshire would have finished about seventh on the medal, eighth on the medal table. So just smashing it, aren't we? What a great county! Yeah, amazing athletes. Speaking well, of which, well, I'm, well. Off on, I'm off to Scarborough. I'm off to Scarborough on Sunday, so there you go. Beautiful part uh, of Yorkshire. Oh, I saw a lead shirt or two there, the new ones yeah. as well. Well, yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard a rumour that there's a load of lads gone over. They just had to get through border. And there's <laughs> some, some Dutch uh, Leeds fans have bought them tickets. Maybe someone can help me out, though, because the away kit only got launched today. There's fans in the stadium with the blue away kit on. Unless they yeah, bought that. it at the road this morning and then they've they've got gone across this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Possibly. I mean, it's not, it's not a long flight, is it? There's definitely a contingent have gone. They've not gone into Amsterdam directly into Holland. They've gone somewhere else. I won't give away the, yeah, the. Uh, but I know, did see some blue, some blue kits there, there, and they've paddled in there in the canal. That's it. Crossed there in the boat. Uh, I, I'm. This is going right into the weeds here, but I've been in that canal. It, I regretted it almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why well, okay. intentionally? 
Intentionally, yeah. Jesus. There was a, an old Russian submarine um, oh. that was abandoned in the canal, and we decided that we were going to break into it. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a great idea. We had seen him this. listed as Moreno, in it, number nineteen, Moreno know, yeah. instead of Rodrigo. How many, how many mind, mind-altering drugs did you have at the time, Donny? No, do you know what? I was, I, I've got no excuses for that. We just, <laughs> you, wanted, we just wanted to have a beer in, a, in an old Russian submarine. Like you do. Um, I'm going to get off now because we'll get in trouble if we, um, we're doing a watch-along with the thing on the screen. I should probably yeah, well. take off. Um, thank you very much for listening or watching. Um, my name's Adonis, and you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very goodbye from me. Thank you to all the people in the chat. Barney, Nova, McAllister, Jive, James Doe, Nora, Biggles White, everybody. Um, joining us today was uh, the Prince of Thievery and Darkness, Machiavelli at you and Metcalf. Good night, God bless everybody. Enjoy the and, game, enjoy the game. And our ambassador, our youth ambassador, um, uh, Alioski in disguise. Rob, I <laughs> you, Rob. Stay safe. Our very own Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it's the climb. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know Miley Cyrus. Son. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. Take care. God bless God you bless. all. Yeah, take care, lads. Lovely to see you. Lovely.